Hi there, this is Carolyn April. And I'm Seth Robinson. And we would like to welcome you to Volley. Uh, Seth and I are on the research team at CompTIA, and Volley is our new podcast. Um, we're going to be kicking around some news of the day ideas. We're going to talk about some of our research and hope to really just dive into some of the critical issues that are going on in the tech industry today and in the channel. So without further ado, I think we'll kick off, and uh, one of the topics we want to talk about today is cloud, and we know that this is a big topic and can mean many things, uh, but we at CompTIA follow this particular um, market very closely, and we're getting ready to dive into some, um, some new research with respect to cloud. We're at the very beginning stages of getting that study going, um, and Seth... As one of our tech, as our technical analyst, uh, will um, be authoring that study. And uh, Seth, so what, what do you think? I mean, we're what? How many years into following this here at CompTIA six now? Um, and we've seen quite a bit of change, um, quite a bit of um, adoption across uh, various parts of the industry. We've seen people have fits and starts with cloud. Well, um, we're, what are you thinking right now in terms of the study that we're about to do, and what some of the things are going on dynamically in the market with respect to cloud? Yeah, we've been looking at this as long as I've been here. I think you guys started uh, with cloud even before I got here, uh, and I've been here for a little over five years. Uh, so it's it's been quite a while, and we have seen a lot of change. Uh, and I appreciate you calling me our technical analyst. It makes me sound like I know what I'm doing in this space. But, um, you know, cloud is a, is a general topic. We're just kind of keeping it general here to begin with. And... I think it's a very interesting one, you know, for as much change as we've seen, for as, as much as it's been uh, inside the industry and a hot topic of the industry, I think there are some ways that we're still not completely embracing it um, as, as an IT industry, as a channel with small companies. Um, I, I think you see some people saying, well, cloud is just like some things we've had before, or it's just part of the natural progression. And I think as you and I have looked at it, we've started to think that it's something more than that. Um, and, you know, we actually think that cloud along with mobility is kind of bringing in this new era of doing enterprise technology. Uh, and, and the era is defined not so much by the technical model that we have, which in many ways is similar to something that came before, but it's more about the behavior that a company has because they're using this new technology. Uh, and a lot of those behaviors might be in agility or flexibility or, or the ways that they can spin up uh, a new business uh, objective or, or a new product or project. Um, and, and then that begins to bleed into the ways that uh, companies make decisions on technology and who has the authority to decide on technology and you get business units more involved. And so all of these things are happening and, and cloud is becoming this platform uh, that, that companies are building more things on top of. Uh, and so it, it started out, I think, as, as a, a way of doing what had been done before. So people were taking you know, IT and just putting it into the cloud and learning a lot about it. But I think as we go forward, we'll see it become more of that platform. And I think we're already beginning to see that. So I don't know how much we want to spend talking about the definition. I mean, that's something that we did quite a bit, right? Um, and I don't know exactly where, you know, the channel might be with, with thinking about the definition of cloud, but you guys started that even before I got here, and it's been kind of a common thread for a while. Yeah, in some ways, I think we've given up on, on coming up with a single definition for what cloud is, and, and it may not be important to have that definition necessarily. Um, 
But with respect to the channel um, and, and where they fit in with cloud, I, I do recall those meetings six years ago, five years ago, when we talked a lot about what the definition of cloud was. And the folks in the, the room uh, for those meetings were in the channel. And they were, quite frankly, pretty scared about what cloud was going to mean to them. Today, I think they're getting a much better handle on that. Um, and one, I had a real interesting conversation with uh, another analyst, a consultant, at a recent conference, and he was talking to me about uh, the concept of cloud orchestration and that being the main role uh, for the channel to play with respect to cloud. It's not that they're necessarily selling cloud solutions, although many of them are, but that they're assisting their customers in trying to vet uh, and manage those cloud solutions in concert with whatever they've got going on on-premise. So in a sense, they're kind of the, the, the director or the general um, mm-hmm. that's handling uh, the cloud solutions for them. And I think that that goes to what you were saying earlier, Seth, about um, how this is playing out in the enterprise as well. So not only would the channel is managing these types of solutions for their customers, but then internal IT staff uh, within organizations have to play that same role because they're making decisions about you know, what, should be, what, what should we put in the cloud, what should we keep in-house, what are the best solutions to look at, and then how do we manage it all? Yeah, the the orchestration piece I think is really interesting, and or you know we've also talked about monitoring, which is is kind of part of that that whole deal because companies are getting much more complex with their architecture because of cloud. Uh, I think five years ago we talked a lot more about okay, if you take this piece and you migrate it into the cloud, what does that look like, and what lessons are you learning, and how does that integrate back? into everything and maybe we're heading towards this future where you just do that with all of your pieces of IT and you've got it all up in a cloud provider. The reality uh, that we've seen through some of our previous research is companies are going to move a lot of things to the cloud and they're they're probably going to start taking a cloud first mentality when they're considering Mm -hmm. new pieces of the infrastructure, but they're going to be using uh, not just a single cloud provider, but multiple cloud providers, and they might build out a private cloud of their own, or they might have that hosted, and they're probably still going to use some amount of on-premise resource. So you're going to have all of these multiple pieces that have to work back and forth together. It's not just a single piece. It's not even two pieces. It's, it's a lot of moving parts. Uh, and so I think that the monitoring uh, and the orchestration is going to be a big thing going forward um, because companies are liking cloud partly because of the abstraction that it gives them, that they don't have to worry about all of the underlying details and they, and they can use their own technical resources more for innovation instead of maintenance and, and routine tasks. And so that's where someone needs to step in and say, okay, you don't have to worry about these things, but they do still need to happen uh, and, and it all needs to work correctly. Um, and so there's going to be a lot of opportunity, I think, throughout the, kind of this new stack of, of cloud tools and cloud components going all the way up to the business objectives that are trying to be met. Uh, and someone has to keep an eye on all of that. Yeah, I think the, the other interesting thing is that companies make decisions around technology for a variety of reasons, um, obviously to further their business objectives um, to make their organizations more efficient. And then the other one is obviously to you know, try to be um, as lean cost-wise as possible. And I think that the, the question that's still out there with cloud is, is it, the, is it a cost reducer within organizations versus um, other, you know, the on-premise infrastructure? And I think 
on paper, that would seem like a no-brainer that, of course, this would be less expensive. But I think with this whole piece of having to monitor and manage, you know, cloud is not necessarily um, the big money saver that many organizations may start out thinking. It doesn't mean that it's going to cost more. It could be sort of a cost-neutral switch for many companies. But it is because of the, the fact that there are so many different clouds and cloud solutions that customers may be using, and it's not a single source. And as we've been discussing, that's going to require um, people and money in order to manage and monitor all of that. Yeah. The, the other thing that factors into cost is building in some level of redundancy or making these systems be what you need them to be as a business. Uh, security would be another example Security started off as a big hurdle for a lot of companies moving to the cloud. They were unsure how secure the cloud would be. And I think in a lot of ways that's been answered now, sometimes because companies have done their homework and sometimes because companies are just riding the wave and moving into cloud because they see everyone else doing it, so it must be okay. Uh, But the companies that have really done their homework have found that a cloud provider is going to provide security up to the layer that they are offering. So if it's infrastructure as a service, they're securing the infrastructure. If it's platform as a service, they go ahead and secure that additional layer that gets put on in order to provide the platform. But anything that a company brings and puts on top of that now has to be secured. And so if a company is taking an application that used to live behind a firewall and that's where it got its security and they're putting it out into the cloud, it's obviously uh, outside of a firewall now, and the cloud provider is not putting up a firewall around that application. So companies have to invest more in security. Um, And and I think that investment um, is probably making sense for a lot of companies. Uh, They're they're finding that they get new benefits, um, and so the, the investment is worth it. And overall, I would say this is kind of changing this notion of what does technology spend look like for a company? And this is especially important in the SMB market where they maybe used to have like an IT budget and it was like, here's what it is. Okay, this year we think we got to buy some new computers, so we'll increase that budget. But if we're in maintenance mode, it's going to be, you know, this right here. And I think that even, you know, maintenance mode now, that budget is maybe increasing because you have to think more about security, about compliance, about using new tools. Um, and, And so that's going to change what SMBs are doing, and then, you know, correspondingly, that will sort of change what the solution providers that are helping those SMBs are able to do for them. Yeah, well, it becomes a big opportunity area for solution providers because they can provide that consulting around security, in particular with respect to cloud, um, you know, sort of, especially with the SMB customers who, who may need that assistance or may not be quite aware that, you know, this solution that they've decided to use on top of the infrastructure that is being managed by, um, by the provider themselves, they need to, to lock that down and make sure that that's secure and they may not be aware of that, as you mentioned. So um, channel companies that decide to set up practices around that type of consulting um, have a good lucrative road ahead for them. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see what we come up with in this year's study. We skipped a a cloud-specific study last year, so it's been a couple years since we asked some of these questions, and it'll be interesting to see what end users are doing, how channel firms are responding. I'm sure we'll we'll come back to this topic uh, in future podcasts, and I'd I'd be glad to dive into the nitty-gritty of a definition if we really want to do that again. Um, We're going to come up with the definition. I think that we could do that. I already have one. Um, I just, yeah, I I won't share it today, but maybe. 
Yeah, sometime in the future. <laughs> so should we move on? Yeah, yeah. So um, I wanted to ask you about you know a similar topic, one that we've looked at for a long time and one that's kind of been uh, active in the industry for a while, but is still changing quite a bit. And it's, it's a little more specific to the channel but it's around the managed services model. Um, and it's something that we look at you know, every year. A lot of our members are managed service providers. Uh, and so it's this notion of kind of transforming from product sales or product installation and support into an ongoing recurring revenue type of model. And there's a lot that comes with that. So why don't you start out and just sort of tell us, you know, what's what's the latest in managed services? You know, what is this all about, and and why are we still talking about it? Absolutely. Well, we are um, we are right now wrapping up our fifth or sixth. I think it's fifth uh, managed services study, uh, and managed services has been lo- around longer than that. Um, it's probably been over ten years now, where it's been sort of mainstream discussion among channel companies as the as the place they need to take their business model, uh, moving away from product and transaction type businesses, uh, which are commoditizing and the margins obviously on hardware, we're talking about cloud, cloud has a lot to do with this, um, are becoming uh, very difficult to subsist on. So uh, moving to managed services provides companies with a recurring revenue stream uh, that they can rely on by having customers signed to long-term contracts, although there's some change in that area, and I'll, I'll touch on that in a bit. But we are finding um, a greater adoption this year uh, among channel companies in moving their business to managed services. One of the things that um, I do like to always say as a caveat is that most companies who are doing managed services are not doing that exclusively. They are, you know, they have their hybrid in, in their business model, and they're still selling products. That never goes away. In fact, many man- managed services engagement often have to start with a product sale because the infrastructure of the particular customer needs to be upgraded before the MSP will, is willing to put them onto a service level agreement and uh, and manage their and manage their infrastructure themselves. Um, but uh, but what we're seeing is that despite the fact that many of these companies are in a hybrid mode in terms of what they do, uh, managed services is really elevated now to the number two business model among channel firms. That's behind the IT solutions or project-based work that most solution providers do today. Uh, we're seeing that managed services is is on the rise, and from our study data. The, those who are doing managed services expect that to that particular line of business to go into sort of a high growth mode over the next two years, and most uh, the majority are anticipating that that particular business line will comprise seventy five percent or more of their total revenue, and that's quite a bit. If you I mean if you're getting seventy five percent of your revenue from one particular business line, you can pretty much identify yourself as that. I am an MSP. Um, mm. So we're seeing a lot of momentum around uh, around the market, and uh, this year's study's got some very interesting data in it. So I'm pretty jazzed about it. Your your point about hybrid is is a good one because you know even going back to the cloud, I think with with cloud and with managed services. We've had a little bit of a tendency, you know, within CompTIA, within the larger industry, to treat these as a bit of a, a nirvana type goal. Like everyone has to get there. This is the thing to get to, and you have to get there, and you probably should try to get there really quickly. And I think as we've looked at both of these things, we've found that um, it's not going to be an overnight transition. And during that transition time, it's going to be perfectly acceptable to have a lot of different models in the market. You know, for for managed services. 
um, you, you're certainly going to have managed services alongside that traditional, um, you know, selling of product, installation of product. You're going to have it, you know, begin to bleed into cloud. You know, there's going to be a lot of different things out there, and there's not really a one size fits all that everyone should be driving to. No, I, I could not agree more. I mean, that is exactly the way that things are shaking out. And I think that's okay. Not everyone has to be on um, a trajectory toward full transformation to a different model. In fact, many folks in the channel and in the industry will fall somewhere in the middle and they'll make it, you know, they're offering some managed services. They're going to continue to offer uh, their product business or their project business. They're doing a lot of consulting and that's wrapped around everything that they do and they're getting into cloud. And I don't think that that's wrong. We had last year when we did our annual um, outlook and we did not predictions. I don't want to call them that, but we we take a look at some of the trends in the industry, and one of them was just that. It said, you know, business transformation is a trend, but stopping halfway there and you know having a number of lines of business is also a trend. I mean, mm. that that in and of itself is just going to be the way that some people operate. I think we are seeing good momentum in the managed services space, but it certainly does not mean that we're going to have a bunch of MSPs who who do not do other things in their practices. And the other thing going on is there's a lot of consolidation in the space as well. So vendors are buying up larger MSPs so that they have an automatic managed services arm that they were able to buy versus build. Um, smaller MSPs are merging with one another. So I think you will see consolidation in the market. Uh, however, those companies are, are going to still continue to do other types of IT services. Mm. Yeah, I think the momentum makes sense because you mentioned before, you know, that this transition is occurring because other business models are getting pressure, you know, to to commoditize and, and things like that. And again, maybe we sometimes trend to, tend to treat commodity as a bad word, but there are lots of commodity businesses out there. It just depends on what kind of business you want to be. And we hear from so many members that you know, maybe don't have the highest profit margins or whatever, but they are busy doing what they want to do and what they know how to do. Um, and they don't really have the bandwidth or the interest or whatever to to make that transformation and that transition because it is quite a bit of work, right? It's not just the technology that you need in order to do some of the monitoring and whatever. It's It's a whole business transformation where you're operating differently, your sales team looks different, and lots of things have changed, right? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a big investment, and for smaller companies, uh, they can't take their eye off what they're currently doing in order to shift everything to uh, a new line. Um, they just simply can't. They need to make payroll. They need to keep, you know, keep paying the rent at their office. They they just aren't able to make a full scale transition. So we always talk about it in baby steps. And then, like you said, Seth, there are many small companies out there, solution providers or end user companies for that matter, that are perfectly content. Doing what they're doing today, um, they're making. They may not be growing hand over fist, but they're making enough money to live a comfortable lifestyle. They may be ending, you know, getting close to retirement age, and so they're happy in the in the lane that they happen to be in, and they're not going to be moving out. Now, that being said, we have some really aggressive, innovative companies out there that are growing, and they're you know putting their putting their dollars behind new investments to new technologies and new business models. And so you've got you know it's it's kind of an interesting world we live in. You know we've got all types, all shapes and sizes, as they say. Yeah, it, well, it takes all kinds. So it does. Um, well, it's it's an interesting space, and, and these two things go hand in hand. I mean, we we we've kind of mentioned you know monitoring and management of these systems several times in both conversations, and so I think as
as you know, the channel continues to go more in a managed services model, as the industry and multiple industries continue to go more in, in a cloud model, we're, we're going to see a lot of uh, overlap and a lot of opportunity here. Uh, so it should be fun to see what the new studies tell us. Yeah, yep, uh, it sure will be. The managed services one has lots of good data, and that, that one will be coming out very soon. So stay tuned, folks. Very cool. So um, after we've tossed topics back and forth on this, I think we'll try out a few different things. Maybe we'll get some interviews in. Maybe we'll you know do some, some different type of segments. But uh, for now, I thought rather than diving into a, a topic of the day, uh, we could hear about one of your, your latest adventures that, that, that is technology related and, and certainly is a topic that we could dive into, but uh, you recently had a mishap with your laptop, right? Yeah, that's a kind word for it. I will say mishap. <laughs> uh, yeah, not a great moment for me. So I, I do travel. Seth and I both travel for business and obviously we, like many other business travelers, have our devices with us. And recently, uh, it was probably about a month ago, I guess, I was leaving San Diego um, to come back home to New Hampshire here on the East Coast. I was at the airport doing my thing through TSA, and I was pulled out of line. And uh, I was pulled out of line and taken over to another table. There was something in my bag. It was like a liquid of some sort. And so they took it out. And meanwhile, I'd already emptied everything into the bins, including my laptop. And when I went back, I was kind of uh, flustered because I got pulled out of line and I wanted to make sure I made my flight. And so I, I gathered up things in a hurry and went to the gate. Went to the gate. It was time to board. So I almost had no time to hang out in the airport. And I just got on the flight. It was early morning. Got on the flight. Um, we taxied, we're in the air, finally it's like, okay, we can take our, our laptops out. So I reached down under the seat and grabbed my bag and it's light, very, very light. And I realized something's wrong. This, this, something's missing from this bag and I open it up and sure enough, my fears were, uh, were founded and the laptop was not there and I'm 35,000 feet in the air. So there's nothing I can do to make phone calls. And I, uh, it's just, I think Seth, I, I managed to reach out to you mm-hmm. When I got on, yeah, I, I think I did it on my phone. I shut the, I, I put the Wi-Fi on, and I did, and I got to you quickly. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> and and uh, just to to see if he could alert uh, the IT department or somebody within the organization. But needless to say, I spent five and a half hours in the air, stressing over this. Uh, when I landed, I called the IT folks, um, scared, uh, very frightened that they were going to freak out on me, but they did not. They were very kind and nice, and apparently I'm not the only person that this happens to. And, and uh, so, so that being said, the search then goes on for the laptop, and they were able to – I'm going to give a shout-out. That's what we're going to talk about now from a technology standpoint to our IT team that has, uh, has um, systems in place to make sure that – the data is not compromised or stolen on the on these devices. Uh, clearly, if you don't get the hardware back, that's one thing, and that's a that's a capital loss. But um, it's really the data that we're you know the access to that that is the real scary part of losing a device, whether it's your phone or a laptop or something else. Um, so they managed to make sure that my laptop was rendered a brick, basically. So whoever has it. Uh, out there because it's never been found. Whoever has it uh, could really only um, get it going again if they installed their own um, OS and and launched it that way, but that saved us. And we had backups going. Seth, you can talk about the importance of all these 
all these security measures in much greater detail than I am. But yeah, it was a horrible, horrible story. And uh, I have now applied for TSA pre-check, which I should have done a long, long time ago so that I can avoid having to take things out and not be a space case at the airport again. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a good story, mostly because it has a, a happy ending that everything got restored and it was not a big deal. Um, you know, the first lesson is, you know, clearly for the manufacturers of these products, the Apples and Samsungs and HPs of the world that are striving so hard to make our laptops and our phones thinner and lighter, they've gone so far that, you know, you, you don't even notice if, if it's missing until like, you know, the end. Uh, you know, I mean, 10 sure. years ago, if you would have had a big brick of a laptop, I mean, no, no way you would have missed that being in your bag. But, nope. um, you know, like you said, the, the security stuff uh, and the, the business continuity stuff is interesting because we use a lot of tools um, that, that don't require us to have, you know, all of our files on our laptop. We're, you know, we're using cloud file sharing. We're using, you know, backups. Um, and all of those things, you know, help get you, you know, back up to speed, you know, quickly. And there were, I think, even a couple things that the IT guys uh, or, or I were, you know, suggesting to you, hey, maybe you can, you know, get online this way. And, and you didn't quite have that, you know, all, all set up. But there's a lot of other paths out there. And so, you know, if, if you're a business, you know, the thing is to explore these paths and make sure that you're using them. Um, as a technical team, and then kind of make sure that you've got that distributed to your your workforce too, so that when something happens, they know you know exactly what to do, and and it can you know continue on without without you know too big of a deal. You know, I mean, because your your data is important, but at the same time, it's not you know our company's financial data, right? And so if it were that type of data, or you know something else that were you know really critical to to a given company. Um, obviously, you know, the speed with which you want to, to make that happen um, is, is quite a bit quicker. So, so there's a lot of great options out there, and uh, we're obviously using a lot of them, and that helped make this uh, less of a mishap than it might have been. But, uh, yeah, there, it's, it's something that companies can think about, and, that, again, that channel firms and solution providers can, can help put in place. Yeah, this is a big area for managed services providers, obviously, um, who specialize many now today in security, and they're managing so many devices for their customers uh, that this is critical for them. And if they fail to put these types of measures in place, then you know their reputation is is in jeopardy as well, and they won't be getting hired by many end customers anymore. So I think it speaks to um, the importance at both the end user end within their IT departments and then from a from a managed services or solution provider perspective that these measures and processes are super, super important. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing your story. Okay. Um, you I can I can rest in the confidence that if I ever lose my laptop it will be okay. So Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. I've laid the groundwork here, so feel free to lose your laptop. It will, no. Um, not a fun thing to go through, but all's well that ends well, I guess. All right. Speaking well, of all's well that ends well, yeah, this yeah. podcast. Um, so uh, thanks for joining, everybody, and look for us uh, in the coming weeks. All right. We'll talk to you next time. All right. Bye, Seth. Bye.